Greetings in Jesus' name. This is the 3rd of May, 2020. We're now in phase 4 of the national lockdown. And we call upon the Lord as our helper in times of trouble. The Bible says, the peace of God. Let us receive God's peace amidst the storm. I want to give a word of encouragement today and I want to pray first. Father, I come in the name of Jesus Christ. And through the power of the Holy Spirit, I depend wholly on you today all my needs according to your riches in glory. I ask specifically for your divine protection over all of us today during this lingering of the storm. Come this morning and come off here. And give us life in the place of death. Speak your peace to our troubled souls. My world is in need of your resurrected presence. We need more of you during this pandemic. My world needs to see you. You need to show up again like you showed up in the fire of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. I know that you are not the type that abandons us. But you will redeem us. Remember, you are the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Jesus, you are the undisputed victor over Satan. You are from above. And you rule below. Heaven and earth knows that you have all power. I trust you. And I wish to smile amidst this storm. I wish that you, as those who listen to my word, would receive the peace of God beyond human understanding. The Bible calls us, and I'm excited to say this, Jesus, you are called the Lion of Judah. Break the chains again and again. You are the Lily of the Valley. You are beauty in the midst of ugliness. You are the bright and morning star will come out at a night time and be the brightness and the morning star even in darkness. You are called the rose of Sharon. You are called the lily of the valley, the bright and morning star, the light of the world, the bread of life. Come alive today in my world and give us hope. You are 
the cornerstone. You're the head of the church. You're the savior of the world. And I pray that the peace coming from Jesus would capture, would guide our souls that with God all things are possible. In Jesus' name. Amen. I wish to greet you once again in the name of Jesus. There is no other name whereby I may greet you. My prayer is that you may prosper and not stagnate. May all your curses be broken in your life and that the blessings of God will flow upon you. The blessings of God flow into you and the blessings of God will flow through you. Our scripture this morning that I want to elaborate on, I want to speak on, is found in the book of John, chapter 3, verse 17. The book of John, chapter 3, verse 17. This is what it says. For God did not send Jesus into the world to condemn the world, but to redeem it. Now, if we look at the word for, it is the word God, and it is the particle of trouble. When God saw that we were in trouble, He did not send Jesus to condemn us while we were in trouble. No, no, my friend. For God did not send Jesus into the world to condemn those who already lived in condemnation. Now He came not to condemn, but he came to redeem. He did not come to reject, but he came to receive. He did not make me an outcast, he made me an incast. And this morning I want to say, for God did not send Jesus into our world to condemn us, but to redeem us. The word redeem means to buy back. Once we were lost, now we found. And he paid for our redemption. He paid that the, that the slave must be set free. He died to set the captives free. I have been bought with a price. I have been paid for. I was died for. I am redeemed. I'm no longer the rejected one. I am the prince. The brother of the prince of peace. The question that we need to ask, what do we deserve amidst this coronavirus, amidst this pandemic? I think people demand a lot. People would say, but I didn't call for this. I didn't vote for this. We are in this trouble. We are in this problem. And we need to hear from God. And I have, I have to title what I would say. What do we deserve? A question, actually. Genesis 32, verse 10, we find these words. I am not worthy of the least of all the mercies and of all the truth which thou hast showed unto thy servant. Second Samuel 17, 7, verse 8. Who am I, O Lord God, and what is my house that thou hast brought me until today? Psalm 8 verse 4. 
What is man that thou art mindful of him? And the son of man that thou visited him? Remember, God cares about us tremendously. God cares for you and me, even though we don't understand the full content of how mindful he is towards us. John Newton, a guy who was born in 1725 and died in 1807, he was a slave owner. He owned a lot of slaves, but something happened. God redeemed this man. And he turned an Anglican minister, he became a pastor. Where he was a slave owner, now he, he speaks on behalf of Jesus, setting the captives free. He says this, the Lord afflicts us at times. But it is always a thousand times less than we deserve. And much less than many of our fellow creatures are suffering around us. Let us therefore pray for grace to be humble, thankful, and patient. This is a time of patience. This is a time of prayer and supplication. This is a time that we need to not just pray for ourselves, but pray for our neighbor, pray for our president, pray for the cabinet, pray for the country. We are in a time, we are in desperate times, and we need not to follow desperate measures, but to invite the Lord Jesus Christ into our soul. This is what we deserve. But God comes and changes that on our behalf. I deserve rejection. But he came to receive me back. I deserve imprisonment for my sin and rebellion. But God gave Jesus Christ. Instead, I am released. I deserve to be ignored. Yet he came down to have fellowship with me. I deserve to be treated as an outcast. But Jesus Christ made me part of his family. He who was once the outcast is now the incast. I deserve to die of hunger and of famine. But instead he came to feed the 5,000. Instead he came to feed the 4,000 and the 5,000 with bread and food. So it is not only important for God for our spiritual nourishment, but He is in the business to provide the bread on our table. I deserve to remain below, but instead He came below in order to raise me up to be with Him. I once said these words, and this is a word of encouragement for me and for you. He who came from upstairs, downstairs, in order to take those who are downstairs, upstairs. Don't worry, don't stress, don't fear. Jesus might not be seen, but is available when you call. Call upon the Lord, and He will be the silent listener at our conversations. He will be at our table. I deserve hell and eternal torment, 
But Jesus Christ promises a home in heaven and eternal life. Remember what he said to the thief on the cross. When the thief says, remember me when you come into paradise. In the midst of hopelessness. In the midst of desperation. In the midst of stress. In the midst of death. Jesus give a resounding hope amidst the storm. He says, today you will be with me in paradise. Imagine that Jesus, who is soon facing his own death, has the audacity to say to the theme on the cross, I say to you, I have not come to condemn you, I've come to redeem you. Today, you will be with me in paradise. What amazing hope in the midst of hopelessness. I want to compare two characters and I want to show to you that God is the lover of the believer and the unbeliever. God loves the one who is hopeful and the one who feels hopeless. God cares about the one that is paralyzed and the one that is walking. God cares about you and me. And I wish to highlight two characters given to us, given to you for consideration. The one is David, my childhood friend, David and Goliath. How God used this young man to destroy Goliath the one is David the good guy turned murderer and adulterer you see sometimes we are above and next time we feel that we are totally paralyzed we feel that we are not worthy we don't feel worth we feel more worthless you were yesterday on top of the mountain, now you are on the valley. It happens, but God still loves you and he loves me. The other character for consideration is Barabbas. The Bible calls him a rebel. The Bible calls him a murderer that was pardoned. He deserved it. David deserved that. But Jesus Christ took the place of Barabbas. God in the Old Testament showed mercy to David. Let us give a background of David. David was the greatest king in ancient Israel and he served the nation for 40 years. A leader who presided over the golden age of the people of God. He was a poet. He was a musician. He was a warrior. He was truly what we called a renaissance man. He was even a man called after God's own heart. 1 Samuel 13, 14. Because of his extraordinary devotion to the Lord, we are the apple of God's eye. We might say it all started innocently. David was strolling about this day on the roof of his palace. Though he should have been in battle. 
though we should have had a kind of a replay when we saw him first and foremost battling Goliath, the giant of the man. Goliath said to him, am I a dog that you sent a, a child to me? I'm going to give his meat to the birds of the air. But listen to the response of the young man, David, to Goliath. You come to me with a sword and a spear. But I come to you in the name of the God of Israel. And today you will be given over to me and I will defeat you. I will destroy you. I will kill you. And we see that while he was moving his sling, one stone hit his forehead and Goliath came tumbling down. With God, all things are possible. Now David had to be in the forefront of the battle, but he postponed his trip to the front line. He decided to have a vacation. He decided to have a, a, a late night and now he is tired and now he went to the balcony and he looked around stretched himself with a big yawn he saw Bathsheba taking a bath washing herself she was according to scripture she was naked and I think it was the custom then to wash on the outside she didn't expect that the king would be on the balcony, so it was not intentional. But this is how Satan wished to defeat. Satan wished to destroy, but God will show up and be merciful. When David saw Bathsheba, the wife of Uriah, washing, he was consumed by lust. He used us as authority of the king and he sent one of his servants, go and get that woman. And he ended up sleeping with Bathsheba and she was with child. Now David, according to the law of Moses, deserved death. According to Leviticus 20 verse 10. If there is a man who commits adultery with another man's wife, one who commits adultery with his friend's wife, the adulterer and the adulterers shall surely be put to death. Now David brought himself to the valley of the shadow of death. David by his action and his activity knew full he knew fully that the wages of sin is death. But as a king, he, he covered his facts. As a king, he kept it to himself. He thought because he has power, that he can do with people as he please, not with God, sir. Don't underestimate God. God will not tolerate sin. We serve a holy God, and it is not a big sin and a small sin. Sin for God is sin. And what is the consequences of sin? It brings separation between God and man and man with man. 
The actions of David deserve death and immediate execution. But listen to God's behavior. Listen to God's response towards the sinner in spite of his transgressions. And we find the display of mercy and grace. Second Samuel 12.30 God displays his mercy and his grace. Therefore, we hear the prayer of David in Psalm 51. Have mercy upon me, O God, according to your loving kindness, according to the multitude of thy tender mercies, blot out my transgressions. Forgive mine iniquities and wash me from my sins. The actions of David deserve death and immediate execution. But God stays condemnation. God stops execution. God will not kill but give life. Jesus said, I have not come to kill but to give life and life in the abundance. Samuel chapter 2, 12 verse 4. Now what happens? The prophet Nathan was sent of God. And the prophet Nathan shared unto David a story. Of a rich man that was blessed to receive a visit from a friend, important friend. And when this came to party with this rich, influential man, he gave instructions to one of his servants to go to his neighbor and to take the last ewe lamb. He will sacrifice the neighbor's last ewe lamb on his sacrifice. They will enjoy his neighbor's demise. Because he has the power. He has the power of money. He has the power of position. And when we have money and power, we think we can do as we please. But we have to contend with God. God cannot be muzzled. God will not be controlled. God's justice will prevail. Now, the prophet Samuel we know who, who installed David as king. Passed on. Now another prophet, Nathan, comes. Second Samuel 2 Samuel 12.4 says, Then David's anger burned greatly against the man. And he says to Nathan, As the Lord lives, surely the man who has done this must die. The Bible is very clear that our own sin will harm us. Our own unrighteousness will destroy us. Now when David heard the story by the prophet, Kindle in himself was anger towards this rich man who took the only you lamb of his neighbor. And Daniel pronounced death of that man. Second Samuel twelve seventeen. Listen to the response of the prophet. Nathan then said to David, You are the man. This is the Lord, the God of Israel. Now, God refers to David, says, listen, remember, you were a shepherd boy, you were a nothing, 
It is I who anointed you as king. It means God don't keep us as shepherds. He has the power to promote us to be a great shepherd, to be a king. God also reminded him, remember, Daniel was fleeing, David was fleeing from his father-in-law, Saul. And the Lord reminded him, remember, I delivered you from the hand of Saul. God protected him. Second Samuel 12, 13. David said to Nathan, and this is what we need to do in the midst of our difficulties, in the midst when we feel so low, we have to do what David did. He says, I have sinned against the Lord. What David says, I deserve punishment. I know I have abandoned my love for God. And Nathan said to David, you see, when God sees that we confess, The Lord said, via the mouth of Nathan, David, you will not die. What do you and I deserve? We have failed God dismally. We, we face God on every corner of every day, thousands and upon thousands of times. Yet God is not easily angered. His love endureth from generation to generation. Paul in the Apostle, Paul the Apostle in the book of Romans 3.23, for all have sinned and fall short of the righteousness of God. There's no one righteous, brothers. There's no one righteous, my sister. We are all fall short of the grace of God. But you see, God did not allow this abandonment that we cause to keep us abandoned. He came into our world to set the captives free. For God did not send Jesus into the world to condemn the world, but redeem it. Now we find a second person. We find a second person, Barabbas. Mark chapter 15, 6, 11. Now it was the custom at the feast to release a prisoner whom the people requested. A man called Barabbas was in prison with the insurrectionists who had committed murder in the uprising. The crowd came up and asked Pilate to do what he always does during Passover. Do you want me to release your king of the Jews, Jesus? Pilate asked knowing it was out of envy that the chief priests had handed Jesus over to them. But the chief priests stirred up the crowd to have Pilate released, to have Barabbas released, and Jesus to be crucified. Who is Barabbas? Remember David, the good guy turned murderer and adulterer. Here we find in the book of Luke 23, 13 to 25. Barabbas, the rebel and murderer. Barabbas was a criminal, the Bible said. Responsible for insurgency. He murdered and he robbed. 
he was a miser. That is how Peter calls him in Acts 3.14. And the penalty for his actions was death. But the whole crowd shouted, listen, this man deserved death, but people plead for his life. Luke 23, 19. Away with this man. Release Barabbas to us. Luke 23, verse 20. Wanting to release Jesus, Pilate appealed to them again. Luke 23, 21. But they kept shouting, crucify Jesus, crucify him. But with loud shouts, they insistently demanded that Jesus be crucified and their shouts prevailed. Luke 23, 24. So Pilate decided to grant their petition. Luke 23, 25. He released the man who had been thrown into the prison for insurrection and murder. The one they asked for. And surrendered Jesus to do what they please. To crucify him. What do I deserve? What do you deserve? David deserved death. And God spared his life. It is mercy in the midst of condemnation. It is love in spite of hate. It is reception in spite of rejection. So David deserved death and execution. But God showed mercy towards David. Now, Barabbas deserved to die. He deserved to be abandoned. He deserved to be killed. But listen, look what happens. God shows up in Jesus. Because at this time, 2,000 years ago, God says, let Barabbas go I will send my favorite son, my only son, Jesus, to die in his place. Therefore, the coronavirus will not stand. God will not reject us. God will not abandon us. I am convinced when he cured me from blood cancer, he showed up and I'm cancer free. God will keep you in perfect peace whose minds are stayed on thee. What do I deserve? Jesus Christ, God's Son, took our place. I deserve death, but Jesus Christ died in my place that I might have life. I deserve punishment for sin, but it took my guilt upon him. I could not pay to be released. But instead of leaving me in despair, Jesus Christ came and paid with his own life that I might be set free. I deserve to be bruised and speared. But instead he was bruised for my iniquity. And he received chastisement on our behalf. By his wounds I am made whole. By his peace I will be cured. And this moment I want to encourage you. For God did not come into the world to condemn the world, but to redeem it. So beloved, 
I know it is difficult times. I know it is challenging times. But I'm convinced that Jesus Christ is not dead, but is alive. He is not sitting in heaven and, and, and watching. No, no. He is on the earth. He says, and I will send my paracletos, the Holy Spirit, to comfort you, to strengthen you, to guide you. So God is unseen, yet present. I am excited, and I want to encourage you, don't despair, Jesus is alive. The peace of the Lord will be upon you.